Hey everyone, welcome to the Mortgage Man podcast brought to you by Tanta Financial Advisors. In this podcast series, we're going to bring to you information around KiwiSaver, how to withdraw it, how to use it, how to make the most of it, as well as mortgages, obviously. When it comes to buying your first home, your first investment property, or your 10th, we can definitely help you out. And finally, we talk to professionals in each of those industries to help cover specific topics, to help you guys out when it comes to buying, selling, or insuring yourself and your loved ones. So enjoy, and if you need to get in touch, please email us at hello at tanta.co.nz. Hey everyone, welcome to another Mortgage Man podcast episode. I'm Aaron from my humble abode in the city, and I'm joined with Chris, who's in his mansion in Riverhead. Chris, thanks for uh, being on time and chatting to us about lockdown and mortgages and interest rates and everything like that. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Aaron, nice to talk to another adult. Uh, I'm <laughs> loving lockdown at the moment. I have a lovely eight-week-old baby uh, in the house, so lockdown this time is very different for me. Um, but it's uh, nice to be able to get to spend some time there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. this adult chat will be very refreshing for me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, so obviously, we are in the midst of a level four lockdown. This. I guess probably the second biggest one we've had after the original massive one we had last March. Back then, we, I guess, as a economy panicked and thought we were going to crash and burn. And as a result of that, interest rates were lowered, things were put in place. And once we came out of lockdown, interest rates were still low and house prices went up. Can we expect to see something similar to that? Obviously, we are only in week one, or it's been a full week almost. Um, so what do you think is going to happen with the housing market, the prices, interest rates, everything like that? Yeah, good question. So um, apologies for the vacuum cleaner in the <laughs> background, if you can hear it. Uh, but really hear the it. lockdown... The lockdown this time is, is very different to the first one round in that nobody's really panicking quite the same. It's very much a here we go again. Um, everyone knows to sit out, just wait it out, and it'll be um, back to business as usual shortly, which um, does two things for me. One, last time round, the banks... Um, drop the interest rates to support businesses. Now, they're not, they're quite um, confident that they don't need to do the same thing this time. In fact, when the, um, the OCR was set to drop um, earlier last week, that they said they want to push interest rates higher and they want to slow the market down. However, they're going to put a pause on that for now to make sure nobody gets hurt too bad. So I, I don't see interest rates crashing. In fact, I think they still have a bit of a way to go up. They are going to stay still for um, the meantime, though. 
However, the prices of houses is uh, exactly the same as the first time. You have people locked down in situations they don't really like. They're very motivated to leave. They have lots of time to search for houses. And we have a lot of, um, we have very few list, new listings coming on board because obviously you can't go and have a real estate agent come to your house and uh, give you a, an appraisal and it get listed. So what I think we'll see and what we're starting to see, and there's a few articles coming out from interest.co.nz and stuff and the likes saying uh, prices are still going up. Uh, the prices haven't done, haven't slowed at all, but interest rates have put a big pause on things. But I think we can expect to see those continue to go up um, once we resume life as normal and the next OCR comes around. Hmm. But interesting enough, we actually saw ANZ drop their rates this week. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure that. why, <laughs> but um, they had a, a lovely little drop, maybe as a, as a carrot to use ANZ instead of uh, ASB, but like the banks do from time to time. Hmm. But um, I guess that's just uh, them playing the game. See how, see how that plays out. Yeah, so at the moment, obviously, the, the houses that were already listed before lockdown could have been viewed and are probably sold by an online auction. And once those houses run out, you know, if we're still in level four, you, not only can't you list them, but you can't view them. So it's very unlikely that um, anything gets put to market until we are lowered levels, basically. So yeah, like you said, yeah. stock, higher demand, um, increases prices once we get out of the lockdown. Um, what point do you think we will see a bit more easing of those interest rates if we do have a longer lockdown? Like we could be doing this for hopefully not another month, but worst case scenario, it could look that way. Do you think the banks will still say tough shit, interest rates are going to stay where they are or... Um, you know, they're going to change them. Because, I mean, I admit this 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 time around, it does feel different. It's kind of like we already know what to expect. We know it's going to get back to normal eventually. We just don't know when. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I think that kind of answers the question for me is I don't think they're going to, by and large, they want to rise raise the interest rates a little bit more because of inflation which is um everything getting slightly more expensive largely because of shipping and shipping delays across all industries so i think um because we're in a very much it's business as usual kind of mentality here that um the interest rates oh, sorry we will return to a business as usual i think the interest rates are just going to go pause for now and then they'll resume their um trying to raise them again as soon as they possibly can. Okay. So, um, so on that then, obviously there will be some people that if we do have a four week lockdown, will be struggling. Um, do you see like last time we had mortgage deferrals, do you see that being offered by banks if people need them? Is that an option always though, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So that's always been an option. It was just heavily advertised through um, through the lockdown last time as a as a way to um, help people who were struggling. So I, I think, and and that will always be an option. You can always apply for hardship, and 
um, and get a interest only or a mortgage deferral being that you don't pay anything on your mortgage for a period of time. That's always an option. And, and what happened last time is it's just easier to access those um, facilities. And I, and I think if you did go to the bank and say, hey, I've been affected by COVID, um, can we put it on pause? They're very um, sympathetic and and open to those kind of like that's a valid reason for them that they're they're really comfortable putting these interest only or mortgage deferral um, things through for you. So uh, that's always an option, and I think they'll they if it does go longer, they'll advertise it again. Yeah, and I guess the the thing with putting a mortgage on hold or only paying the interest portion does sound quite attractive to give you spare cash, but there is a downside to that, isn't there? That's right. So your mortgage still gets charged interest while you're there, which means if you put it on pause, when you come back to it again, it's bigger than when you started. So the interest still gets charged whether you're paying it or not. Um, Worst case scenario, I'd always go interest only rather than just defer it entirely. But um, yeah, they, they still get bigger. The banks still charge you. They're nice, but they're not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still a business. All right, cool. So Making, think, making record profits. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, that covers the main three points I wanted to get over. Obviously, today is just a nice short, sharp little episode. But obviously, for a lot of us being cooped up at home, it does give us the opportunity to focus a little bit more on our own finances and budgeting and probably educate ourselves on um, what exactly is happening in the market around us or or maybe just spend some time to actually set a budget for those people that are first home buyers and be like how far away am i from doing that do you have any tips or any resources that people should be maybe reading or listening to to kind of give them updated um, information that's obviously relevant and they can then you know, put into practice once lockdown has been lifted. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the hardest part about being a first home buyer or a first time investor, first time anything really, is the pressure to get it done. Like once you get the the itch to do it, there's a real pressure to do it sooner rather than later. And I think these lockdowns are a great option to be like, cool, I'm going to do it, and have no pressure to do it immediately and figure out the steps to go. So I've spent. Uh, me and the team here, Aaron, thank you for your help as well, um, do, putting together a new build guide. So putting, pointing out the pitfalls and the positives of how to buy a new build. So the developments that are being done everywhere that we see more and more of that are increasingly being more attractive to both investors and first home buyers because you don't have the auctions, you don't have the pressure, you have a fixed price. You go see if you like it and you buy it basically. Um, so I've put together a big guide for that and, and kind of trying to highlight that as well as we've got some first home buyers guides out, but there's heaps of resources on the internet and I would highly encourage people to go use ours or use someone else's and just really kind of get educated around what you're in for. And then for, and then finally, um, find out what you can buy, get a budget together. Like planning is the the best thing you can do right now. Um, while we've got not a whole lot else to do, planning is, you know, scheming, get yourself excited about the future rather than quite depressed. It's uh, something that I'm 
doing myself within the business and in the um, my own personal investing world. So I think it's a great opportunity to grab some of those uh, resources, educate yourself, get a plan, get ready, go from there. And that will serve you extremely well and make you the whole process a whole lot easier for yourself. Yeah. And I think a key thing about that is make sure you're reading relevant um, up-to-date information. Um, rules change all the time. And that was the point of our new build guide is to make sure it's relevant, updated and suits the, the opportunities that are available at the moment. Um, I've got in my library um, that I started rereading was a book from 2006 by Ollie Newland, Newland the day the, bubble bursts and I was reading it and I was like, holy shit. And this is a guy that says the market's going to crash in New Zealand. He's been saying it for, <laughs> I don't know, 20 years and it still hasn't seemed to do it. And I was like, man, house prices back then were so cheap. <laughs> and I was like, man, if you read, read this and did what he said, you would be in a pretty crappy position compared to holding on to your property. Um, but yeah, that new build guy that we created, you can find, um, at our website, tanta.co.nz forward slash new build guide, obviously, um, or just go onto our Facebook page and it will be there. Um, cool. I think that's pretty much everything for now. Yeah. yeah. Other final thoughts? I think um, hey, everything's just uh, a little up in the air and uncertain. And, and the best thing everyone can do at the moment is just get some certainty around your own situation. It's the only thing we can do, control what you can control. And, and one of the biggest things there is just uh, learning. And um, the more you understand, the more you know, the easier it is to make decisions and um, take advantage of this time to do that. Your interest rates are gonna go up, they're gonna go down, but property will always, always remain a solid uh, investment as far as I'm concerned. Actually, that's just reminded me one question before we end. <laughs> settlement. Can settlements still happen during level four? Uh, so it depends what kind of settlement it is. For the most part, no, they don't happen, mainly because you've bought a house, but you can't move in. So it's not in your best interest to start paying a mortgage and rents if you're renting or something like that. If you'd lined everything up prior, they can still go ahead. We had two or three settlements go through today. Um, so they are happening, but new settlements are kind of on pause. But um, for the most part, it was anyone who was almost across the finish line, they're allowed to finish. But um, it's a bit of a pause, just mainly because you can't go see your lawyer, you can't go see the bank, and you can't move into your new home right now. <laughs> Okay, so if you had a refinance deal, that would be fine. That would settle because the bank will still give you the money. It's just when there's human interaction that is involved. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So if, if yeah, if you don't have to move house or anything, go for it. As long as you've uh, had your ID sorted, seen by a lawyer. Some lawyers are pretty good at doing it over Zoom now. Um, just hold your ID up and away we go. But yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, with that, let's call it a day. Um, if you guys have any questions or want to get hold of Chris or I, you can email us at hello.tanta.co.nz and we will uh, email you back whatever questions you have um, with some really good answers, hopefully. Yeah, thanks. Uh, please call me. Give me something else to talk about. Um, I love talking about this stuff, so feel free to reach out, touch base. <laughs> 
Until next time, I'll see you then. Cool. Thanks, Aaron. See you later.